100 miles an hour. Did you know an eagle can soar at the altitude of about 10,000 feet? Did you know an eagle has such a perceptive eye, it can spot a rabbit from a mile away? An eagle. You know, we talk about an eye of an eagle. Well, I've been thinking about an eagle, and I think the Lord is going to bless us today as we look at this subject title today, Wings Like an Eagle. And I believe the Lord is going to bless you today as we look at the wonderful Word of God together. Before we do, though, it reminded me of a story of a husband and wife. Have you heard the story? The husband was real busy. By the way, is there anybody stressed out today? Anybody feel really overwhelmed with all the stuff you got to do and things going on and uh, uh, stresses and so forth? Well, a husband and wife, I heard on the lighter side, uh, the wife uh, wanted to talk with her husband. He was so busy on his job and... Anyway, she said, I need to talk with you. He said, can it wait till we get home? He, she said, no, it can't. He, she said, I need to talk with you right now. He said, well, tell me what's on your mind. She said, I got good news, I got bad news. He said, well, tell me the good news. She said, the good news is the airbags work on the car. Well, then don't tell me the bad news, all right? You get the bad news. In the book of Exodus chapter 19, Here's where we're going today in the message. I believe there are going to be three reasons the Lord put in my heart to share with you today as we look at this subtitle, Wings Like an Eagle, three reasons why you and I ought to love the Lord, ought to serve the Lord, and ought to be all we can be for the Lord. Why? Because we are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, not the great white throne judgment, mind you, but as a Christian, every single Christian, will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Therefore, we're going to have to give an account of the gifts we've been given and the life we've been given. And I don't know about you, but I do believe I know about you. Many of you, like me, I want to finish faithful. Can I get an amen? I want to finish faithful, Lord. It's not how you start in this old race. It's how you finish. And so today we're looking at several passages of Scripture. I want you to hang on to your Bible. And by the way, you can't soar like an eagle if you live like a turkey or surround yourself with turkeys and look around and see if you got a turkey around you. You'll not be able to soar like an eagle if you got turkeys around you. Anyway, here's the point. The point is this. In the book of Exodus chapter 19, the first, the first reason why you and I ought to love the Lord. And by the way, you know, I told the pastor last week, I had the privilege of preaching revival up in Boynton Baptist Church. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. But I just, I don't understand it today how pastors have to uh, you know twist people's arms to serve the Lord they have to beg people and plead with people to do what what ultimately we know what God blesses it's amazing how that works that people uh, don't want to get really blessed and don't like Daniel was sharing his testimony and JB was sharing the testimony I love the Lord and I want to be blessed of the Lord and I always I'm always blessed when I'm serving the Lord and so I know you are as well. Here, number one, the reasons why you and I ought to, number one, serve the Lord is because uh, when we're discouraged, is there anybody here discouraged? You've been going through some tests and some trials, and, and, and I want to tell you something. When you need to be encouraged, when you're discouraged because of a storm, the Lord will bear you up on his wings like an eagle. And I want you to look in chapter number 19 of the book of Exodus. When you need to be encouraged because you're discouraged, the Lord will bear you on his wings. 
And there in the book of Exodus, if you're there, uh, would you like to stand one more time, please? If you're able, in the book of Exodus chapter 19. I want to read one verse, and the Lord is wanting us to think about how he is there for us as an eagle, wings like an eagle. Now, in chapter 19 of the book of Exodus, you're well aware of the fact the Lord had raised up Moses. The people of God cried out to God for a deliverance. Aren't you glad that God hears our cry? He promises us deliverance, and he hears our heart. And so he did with Moses. They led out of the Red Sea, through the Red Sea, and then into the wilderness. We pick up in the context of the book of Exodus, chapter 19. They're at Mount Sinai. The year, it was probably between April and June between this particular time. I'll not take time to read the whole thing other than just read one verse. I had to share the context of the Scripture. Chapter 19, verse 4. You have seen, this is the Lord saying through Moses, to the children of Israel. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how, underline this, how I bear ye, you, on eagles' wings. Underline that word bear. I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Father, thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I want to refresh and anew dedicate my life to you. I confess I cannot function as a pastor, as a Christian husband, as a Christian dad, as a servant, as a friend, without your mighty resurrection power. And I pray, God, you'll envelop my heart today. You'll wash me clean thoroughly from any sins of omission and commission. God, I don't want just an emotional spirit. I want a deep rod of your Holy Spirit to clean out, to dig out, to purge our God, to fill this empty vessel that I might be everything you want me to be. Thank you for those that have gathered. We're hungry and thirsty for heaven. We pray you'll bind the enemy and that, Father God, you'll stretch forth your hand to power and you will get glory. Oh, God, encourage those discouraged, those that feel hopeless, I pray you'll bring hope. And for those who feel helpless, I pray you'll bring help and that, dear God, we'll love you more than when we even came as when we leave to tell the good news. Thank you again for victory in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen and amen, you may be seated. Uh, number one, what about bearing you on eagles' wings? What did the Lord say to us about this matter of bearing you on eagles' wings? He said this. Now, how many know that storms come and go just like that? Today, you might not be in a storm. You might be going through a good time in your life, and yet the winds will blow upon you unaware. In fact, the weatherman does not even know when the storms will come billowing in over your head. Is there anybody today that's going through an emotional storm? Is there anybody today that's got a financial turbulent wind that you're going through in your life? Is there anybody here today, any parents, that you've got some children that you're concerned about? Is there any grandparents today that would say, Dear God, I can't change the situation, but I'm believing you to bear me up on your wings. I've got good news for you today. Why? Because the Lord said he'd bear us up on his wings. He would lift us up. And by the way, we have a storm every once in a while to pass through where we live over there in Newburn. We've got some lounge chairs or some plastic chairs out of the backyard. Have you ever noticed when a storm will come up, the wind will start blowing? And about that time, the wind will knock over some of them chairs. I'm telling you, life is like that. 
Life has its storms. Can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. And some of you are going through a storm today. But I got good news. Thank God the Lord is the master of the storm. He knows the storm. He's got the keys to death and hell. He stands on the dust of the feet. That is his clouds of the dust of his feet. You can be of good cheer today because God's got everything under control. Thanks be to his name. You can look up because our redemption draws nigh. I'm telling you God's a mighty God, a sovereign God, an omnipotent God, a transcendent God. He can do anything but fail. And today we can trust him. And today we can praise him. And today we can say Jesus take control because I'm not in control but you are alright so you're going through a storm you know you're starting school back how many of y'all starting school back come on teachers can I get an amen and administrators you know what I'm talking about we need to pray for our students why we're living in troubled times why because we're living in days when we are uncertain but oh thank God if God keeps the city the watchman and that's the Lord keeps the city the watchman wicked in vain Listen, do you know what this word live means? I want to explain this word live. He said, I'll bear you on eagle's wings. The word bear, notice, is the word nausaw. Say that with me. Nausaw. Say it again. Nausaw. That's the Hebrew word for bear. Notice what he said. I will bear you up. Look at this, verse number four. He said, I did unto the Egyptians how I bear you on eagle's wings. What does this mean, bear you on eagle's wings? The word nausaw has to do with lifting you up. Listen to me now. A mother eagle, you know how the mother eagle teaches her children, her little eaglets, how to fly? There's a wind current when the mother eagle spreads out her wings. Is there anybody listening today? And that she'll spread out her wings, thus creating an air current and allowing that little baby eaglet to learn to fly because of the wind current. I'll bear you on eagle's wings. Do you know how an eagle faces a storm? An eagle, when a storm comes, how do you face a storm? An eagle, when an eagle, when a storm comes in, an eagle will not try to fly away from the storm. An eagle will spread out her wings, and the air current of the storm will cause the eagle to rise above the storm, and thus the eagle is above the storm while the storm is raging below. Am I preaching to any daddies and mamas, any Christian today that say, I'm going through a storm, but praise God, the storm's not going to blow me over. I'm knowing whom I have believed. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day because God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, and the devil's a liar. But thank God Jesus is still Lord. You can just allow the Lord to cause that to bear you on his wings like an eagle. I'll tell you what happened last week. And the man, Robert, can testify. He's here this morning. I got a call last week. I was up in Boynton Baptist Church. And Ringo, thank you for praying. I'll tell you more about what God did. But on this case, I got a call from uh, concerning our dear friend, Robbie. Robbie's here this morning, Robbie Rowe. And Robbie, last week, uh, uh, sadly to say, but truthfully to say, uh, Robbie found his cousin. His cousin had committed suicide. And Robbie was the first to find her missing. And they're having a homecoming celebration this coming Saturday. He found her up in Helen, Georgia. 
I'm telling you, winds can blow. I'm telling you, storms can come. I'm telling you right now, the sun might be shining on you. But oh, bless God, in the storm, the Lord's still the master of the sea. He still walks on the water. He still holds the wind in his hand. He's still ruling and overruling. He's ever ruling. He's still God Almighty. And even in the midst of tragedy, and even in the midst of when the devil comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the enemy. And what the devil means for evil, God can mean for good. I'm telling you, you can trust God today. I'm telling you, God will bring you through the storm. The Lord said, I'll bear you upon my wings like an eagle. Are there any Christians today that say, bless God, I don't know if I can keep on, keep it on. I've got bills coming in the mail. I've got family that I don't know what I'm going to do about. I've got stresses on every side. The Lord said, I'll be that eagle's wing. You can draw near to God. And he said, I'll draw near to you. Isn't it good to know that though we live in a troubled world, God said, I'll give you peace in the middle of the storm. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. How many are going to be praying for Robbie today and praying for his family? It was not long ago, Robbie, that I had the privilege of being at your house, meeting you, Teresa, when your dear daughter, Alicia, was in that terrible wreck there on Highway 11. I just happened to be out in the neighborhood, you know, visiting. And I showed up that very day. I'll never forget it. I got to meet this precious family. And lo and behold, Robbie's daddy, Larry, I was not a Christian at the time, and I remember the Lord burned my heart to talk with Larry about Jesus. Not once, not twice, but numerous times. But even God was going to save him. And oh, bless the Lord. Finally, God works on his timetable. I said, God works on his timetable. I said, don't give up on your neighbor. I said, don't give up on the, the people you've been praying for. I said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I said, thank God that God said he will speedily answer the prayers of his people. He said, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. He said, I'm looking for somebody to believe me. I'm looking for somebody that's going to exercise faith in the Lord. Yes, 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 your breakthrough's coming today as you trust God. But wait a minute. It was not after that, shortly after that, where Larry got saved. The Lord saved him. Oh, it's good to be saved. I'm telling you, not saved by our feelings, but it sure does feel good to be saved. Uh, Oh, yes, it does. And Larry got right with God. And right before the Lord took him home, I was with him at his house, uh, February the 8th, if I'm not, the 9th, somewhere in there. And there we were uh, seeing the angel come and escort him into his heavenly home. The girls sang. Y'all remember? Y'all sang at his home going, am I right? Come on, talk to me. I remember that. And yet God prepared Larry. I thank God he's in heaven today. Yes, I'm looking forward to going to glory. He said, I'll bear you up on wings of an eagle. The Lord is going to lift you up today. The Lord said, you're not going to go through something that I can't give you grace to endure. For my grace is sufficient for you. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Number two, there's a second uh, wonderful truth that I think you and I need to understand. It's not only will the Lord ride us in the wind, anybody going through a storm. Number two, when you need not only encouragement, when you're discouraged, the Lord will bear you on his wings. Number two, and I want you to turn to Isaiah 40. 
When you need power for the hour, the Lord will exchange your strength for his mighty power. Look with me, please, in the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, you're well aware of the fact that the Lord uses this as a mini Bible. In fact, it's got uh, in the new and 39 in the old. If you were to read Isaiah, you'd notice there was a change from the first few chapters because of the judgment Israel would face, namely Judah, that Isaiah is telling the people of God they'd be taken into captivity, which they were 605 B.C. into Babylonian captivity. However, at chapter 40, what we're going to read in a moment, there is a major transition, namely this. The Lord is telling them, the people of God through Isaiah, there's hope, there's hope, there's hope. Is there anybody here today that the devil's been saying there's no hope for you? Your child's not going to be saved. You're not going to get a breakthrough. You're never going to get off this mind-altering drug. I came to tell you the devil's a liar today. I came to tell you that God's able to break the addictions of the enemy. God's able to deliver us for whom the Son set free. It's what? Free indeed. Yes, come unto me, all you that labor in the heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. That's Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Yes, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's uh, Psalm chapter 91 and verse 1. Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Oh, yes. God said if you'll just seek him, you'll find him when you search for him with all of your heart. Isaiah 6. 55 and verse 6 and 7. Isaiah said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Oh, yes, let the wicked forsake his ways, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. He'll have mercy unto our God. He will abundantly pardon. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He said, I know the thoughts I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You shall seek the Lord. You'll find him when you search for him with all of your heart. You can find the Lord today because if you'll draw near to him, he said he'll draw near to you. Oh, yes. Aren't you glad that we got a throne of grace whereby we can come boldly and throne, uh, and confidently under the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Newsflash, my God's not dead. If your God's dead, get rid of him. We serve a living God. He's got the keys to death and hell. He can do anything but fail. There's nothing too hard for our God. There's no mountain he cannot move. There's no storm he cannot calm. There's no devil he can't cast out. He's a mighty God. Oh, yes, he is. And let the people of God, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Have you been redeemed? Have you been delivered from the enemy? Don't you let the devil get glory. Let's praise the Lord because God indeed is worthy. Yes, he is. Number two, notice, when you need to exchange your strength for God's strength. I don't know about y'all today, but I do. I do. I need God's power. I can't function as a Christian husband. I can't function as a Christian dad. I can't function again as a pastor without the power of God. We need God's anointing every day. And therefore, I need God to exchange my finite strength for his strength. We're talking about Servant Surrender Sunday. I want to tell you, God says, Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. The Lord said that he be not drunk with wine or excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord said, that's Ephesians 5.18 and Acts 1 and 8. 
you shall receive power. Dunamis, dynamite, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Isaiah 40, look at it please with me. Verse 29, notice Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 29. Let's read just a couple of passages and we'll move on. Verse 28, skip back please to verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He give power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Hallelujah. Even the youth shall faint. Young people shall faint. I was asking about Zach going into the military. He just went to the chiropractor. Uh, Kendra, he just went to the chiropractor. He's got some issues he's got to take care of. Even the youth shall faint. Grant, Grant works out. Jesse, Grant, young people, even the young people get tired, right? Yes, they do. They get tired. But wait a minute. Read verse number, uh, number 29. He gives power to the faint. And then verse 30, even the youth faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Everybody gets tired. But verse 31, underline it. Put it on your refrigerator. But they that wait upon the Lord, and that word wait can be translated hope. They that hope upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. That word renew means to exchange. Thank God God says, I called you for this purpose, and I'm going to give you the power to enable you to do it. If you'll exchange your strength for my strength, Lord, I can't carry on. Lord, I feel weak, but when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And I know that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Oh, praise God, for the strength you need to face that uh, home-going service, the strength that you need to face the battles that your children are battling going to the war zone next week. And, uh, and mamas and daddies are praying like J.B. said, I pray that God will help me to be a Christian daddy to raise my children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. God says that he'll give us uh, his exchange strength to be a father and to be a mother and not provoke our children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Bringing them to church is just the first step, but living at home is the second. Can I get an amen? And living it every day, Monday through Saturday, that's what it's all about. And they'll see the difference Jesus is making in you and in me. By the way, there's a world out there that needs to see Jesus, not me but him. Well, what about it? What about it? They that wait upon the Lord shall exchange their strength. Mount up with wings as eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Can I tell you what happened to me last week again? As uh, up in the revival meeting, and I'm still in touch here, I talked with Becky and, and text message with a number of people and calling. I called Lynn uh, Pope called me last week. She said, Brother Pastor, I need you to talk with uh, my son, Clint. We've been praying for Clint for a long time. And she said, he has been on methamphetamines. I knew that anyway. I said, put Clint on the phone. And Clint got on the phone. And we began to talk. And I, I'll be honest with you, I had no intention to talk with him other than just praying with him. That was my initial intention. Why? Because, watch this, y'all listen to me. People will lie to you. People will manipulate you, especially when they've been on drugs. And it's, you know what I'm talking about, Kevin. You're in the law enforcement. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And, and, and so I don't have time to spin my wheels or somebody's going to lie to me and somebody's going to manipulate me. I just don't have time. I'll be honest with you. i got other things to do. I, I want to be with somebody who's going to listen. I want to be somebody who's going to be a breakthrough. Amen. Anyway, 
That's what I thought about when I first got on the telephone. Just pray for him. But God got in that conversation. How many know what I'm talking about? One plus God is majority. If God be for us, who can be against us? For if God spared not his only son, but he delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely give us all things? Oh, listen, brother. When the Bible teaches in the book of Zechariah, chapter 4 and verse 5 and 6, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. By my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Say it with me. By my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. One more time. By my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not by the arm of flesh. The arm of flesh will fail you. And if you think and I think we can serve God casually, flippantly, in the arm of flesh, carnally, I've got news for you. There's not going to be any more power. There's not going to be any more breakthroughs. There's not going to be any more life-changing things that happen. And that's why a lot of people aren't serving God. It's going to cost you something to serve the Lord. Amen. But i got news for you. It's well worth it. You think about the, consider the latter option. Out of the will of God. Miserable. Nothing can help you. Maybe somebody there is right now. Leaving God out of your life. Not letting him control your life. Being tormented by fear. Being tormented by anxiety. Being tormented by loneliness and by insecurities. But oh, thank God, when Jesus comes in, the devil's got to get out. I said, when the Lord takes over, brother and sister, he comes to give us new life, resurrection power. Hey, anybody need to wait upon the Lord today? I certainly do. I certainly do. Clint, I said, Clint, come on now. Let's don't play games. You really mean business with God. He said, yes, sir. And Lynn was standing behind him. She told me in Sunday school to verify it. She was standing there. I had no intention to really go through. But God moved in, and I said, Clint, the devil is at work in your life. And if you're going to willing to get a breakthrough, you've got to renounce the work of the enemy. How many know that the enemy has people bound down with mind-altering drugs and the devil and demons of hell has footholds and strongholds and therefore, y'all listen to me, it's going to be a demonic fight to get the devil to turn loose of people. But I found one that's stronger than the devil. I tell you, he stripped and spoiled principalities and powers and made a public open display of them. Jesus is the stronger one and we've got authority in his name through his blood and by his word. Isn't that wonderful? Somebody ought to shout there. Wow, praise the Lord. And so Clint, I said, Clint, now, you willing to renounce the enemy? Listen, I love you, but hey, it's easy to give ground to the enemy. Maybe God's speaking to somebody about some slipping here and slipping there, mind-altering drugs and all. Don't play with the enemy, pharmacia, sorcery and stuff. I know there's prescription drugs and all that stuff. You be the judge. But I'm telling you this. I'm telling you, thank God. God can keep us from worrying. God's big enough to give us sleep at night. We just got to trust him. We got to learn to trust him. And that's my prayer. God, teach me to trust you. Teach me to depend upon you. Well, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The man came to the altar on Wednesday night, last Wednesday night. He stood there and I got down with him. His name's Charles. Charles said, Brother Randy, I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. He said, I really hadn't been serving God. I really hadn't been on fire for God. I really need a change. I said, let's pray right now, Charles, and ask God to, to, to deliver you and to God to set your heart on fire. There's some of you, you know deep down in your heart, 
You've just kind of been casual Christianity. You've been kind of serving God at a distance. But God said, go ahead and jump in. Go ahead and get in. Go ahead and get fully blessed of me. Because there's no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. But there's peace to those in the will of God. I'm not saying you won't have troubles. I'm not saying you won't have storms. But I'm saying this. Jesus will be with you in the storm. But if that makes the difference, it really does indeed. And so... Are you willing to wait upon the Lord today? Exchange our strength. Then number three, and I'll be done. When you need not only to be encouraged and power for the hour, but number three, when you need to trust and to believe in God's promises. To believe, really believe now, the Lord will put your faith to the test. Y'all ready for this? Put on your seatbelt. Turn over to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy 32. This is a great passage in regards to how the Lord deals with us, his people. And it's in regards to an eagle. Yes, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall hope in the Lord. Notice, those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. Look at Deuteronomy chapter number thir- uh, chapter 32. Now, as you're turning to Deuteronomy chapter 32, let me give you a little brief background on what the book of Deuteronomy is all about. It's otherwise known as the second law. Moses and the children of Israel have been brought out of Egypt. Now they've already received the Ten Commandments recorded in the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus. And now they're wandering in the wilderness. Why? Because of unbelief and because of their seeing uh, giants in the land, not believing God. Consequently, they wander in the wilderness for how long? Forty years. Now they're at the brink of their entering into Canaan. Aren't, aren't you glad that when God brings us out, he brings us in? He didn't leave you hanging. He didn't want you to be just a casual, carnal Christian. He wants you to go all the way from him. Oh, yes. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 32, Moses is given what we call the second law. Deuteronomy means second law. And basically, he's sharing with the younger generation. Can you all hear me, younger generation? How many of you all know for a moment, this younger generation have got to carry on. Bless God. Somebody say amen. The younger generation. That's why I'm so grateful to God for Wednesday night, the children and Awanas and young people and teenagers. The younger generation has got to carry the baton. What are we doing to pass the baton to the younger generation? I got to thinking about it on the way to church today. Let me just share with you for a moment and we'll read Deuteronomy 32. I got to thinking about it. You know, once upon a time, there was a committed and the older generation, many of them are going on to be with the Lord. That silent generation that greatest generation in the early 1900s were born. And many of them are moving on. That leaves a vacuum. You know what's happening? Many of those old timers, buddy, they were committed. I said they were committed. When it comes to serving God in church, they weren't just here every once in a while, bless the Lord. They understood the importance of their spiritual life and how they needed God in their life. And they were not pulled here and there and yonder. Now listen to me. I tell you, God spoke my heart about this. But the next generation, our generation coming up, the older generation committed. The younger generation after that, less committed. That's what I'm seeing, less committed. And I will tell you something, I'm not being negative here, but the younger generation is even less committed than that. You let them get up to that time age where they got to go to church, and you look at the stats, age 18, 19, unless mama makes them or daddy makes them come to church, they're going to they're gonna lay home in the bed and go to parties on Saturday night. Come on, can I get a witness? And they're not going to do what God tells them to do because 
and there's nothing wrong with mom and daddy encouraging the children to come to church. But it comes a point in time when they've got to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. I'm going to draw the line, and I know the devil's come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give me life and give it more abundantly. And God's smarter than me, and God knows more than I do. He made me, and therefore I want to let him have control of my life. I don't know what's that going to take for our younger generation, but we are losing a younger generation. Can I get a witness? You look around, you see the younger generation there at the lake, at the Atlanta Braves game. They're everywhere under the sun besides serving the Lord. I'm not being critical. I'm just telling the facts, all right? Can I get an amen? You know what I'm saying? It's true. I'm not being critical. I'm just telling you. And my heart says, don't throw rocks at them, bless God. Hey, look, if I have to go hog time and bring them to church, I'm going to go hog time. I need somebody to come get with me and hog tie somebody. Bless God, I'll bring them if I can get them a headlock. Amen. Why? Because I know that God will bless them. And I want the blessing. Some people, you're just going to have to drag them to church. Bless God. Just drag them and say, you're going to come here anyway. Bless the Lord. I don't want the devil to have you. I'm telling you, it's like that old alligator that grabbed a hold of that little child and was pulling that little child back in the lake. And that mama saw what was going on. And she said, uh-uh, alligator, you're not going to get my child. She grabbed that child and pulled. And the alligator was pulling. And she was pulling. And the alligator was pulling. And mama's fingernails began to dig in that child. Uh-uh, you're not going to have my little child. And before long that battle uh, took place and that alligator let go and that child had the scars of that mama's fingernails dug in her arms that mama oh praise God she wasn't willing that the devil should get a hold of her children you say but pastor I know I have nothing we can do wrong there is something you can do how many believe in the power of prayer how many have given up you say ah they're not going to do this hey look Deuteronomy chapter 32. I got to go, man. I'm sorry. Look look at chapter 32, verse number 11. Last but not least, uh, we need to, when we need trust and believe in God's promises, the Lord will put your faith to the test. Deuteronomy 32, verse 11, okay? Notice, this is a song, by the way. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. A man came last Sunday morning to church, Danny, 55 years old. I could tell God was dealing with Danny. Listen to me, beloved, you had a part in this. After church, I know that God doesn't, give, that God doesn't quit just because church last amen was said. God's still at work. And Danny still stayed there. I knew Danny was lost. I could see he was convicted. And the Lord moved on my heart. Everybody else left. You know, eat it, meet it, and beat it. I mean, they were ready for the food back in the back. And Danny was still there. And so I made my way over where Danny was. And the lady intercepted me, a real nice lady. And she began to talk and talk and talk. And anyway, I really wanted to talk with Danny. I began to talk with her. And about that time, it was just us three in the sanctuary. Everybody else had left. It was after church time. And here comes Danny walking by me. And I grabbed Danny by the arm. I said, Danny, are you saved? He said, no. I said, Danny, you sat here today. I could tell God was dealing with Danny. Why aren't you right with God? Danny said, I had open heart surgery, 55 years old. I had three surgeries. He said, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just feel like I got to quit my smoking and all. I said, Danny, look at me. God doesn't come to tell you to quit all your bad habits and then give your life to him. You give your life to him and then he'll do the cleaning up. 
You get in the cart before the horse. Jesus said, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. He said, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. People have this idea they got to stop this and stop this and start all this stuff. Then I'll get right with God. No, you're saying you don't need God in your life. Let God take control, and then he'll do the changing. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all the things have become new. I said, Danny, what if you died? I want to ask you this question. What if you died? What if you died? What would happen? He said, I don't think I'd go to heaven. I said, doesn't it concern you? I said, Danny, what do you have to lose? Look what you got to gain. Think about it. What do you got to lose? And anyway, and I backed up. The Spirit of God said, back up, son. I just backed up. I said, Danny, you're not ready. I started to walk off. He said, no, wait a minute. He said, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I need to get right with God. I said, Danny, I can't do it. Nobody else can. You have got to call upon the Lord. He said, I'm ready. We stood there right there in the church after everybody had left. 55 years old. I said, Danny, I'm going to pray for you. I said, Danny, call out to the Lord to save you. Believe that Jesus died. He had heard the gospel. Pastor had witnessed to him. People in the church had witnessed to him. But God was bringing it home. And thank God, Danny said, Jesus, save me. I wish you could have heard him pray, crying out to God. And after about five minutes, I sensed a breakthrough. And I said, Danny, did Jesus save you? He said, yes. He said, I don't know why I didn't do this a long time ago. I said, Danny, you need to thank the Lord for saving you. And Danny began to praise the Lord. And we began to shout right there in the sanctuary. New Rocky Creek, you had a part in that one soul coming to Christ. Hallelujah. 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 By allowing your pastor praying for him, oh, praise the Lord, supporting that. That means a lot. But a man gains the whole world, loses his own soul. Now, bear the wings of an eagle. Come on. What does this mean? Wow, you're going to really like this. You know what it means? A mother eagle will stir up her nest. You know what that means? She's got these little baby eaglets in there. I like to illustrate this way. She's got these little baby eaglets. They're sitting in the nest. They're full and fat. Hey, want more food? Come on, Mama. Bring me a worm. Bring me something to eat. Mama says, it's time you get out of the nest. You need to learn to fry. Uh-uh, Mama. I'm comfortable in the nest. Oh, hey, watch, a lot of Christians, we get comfortable in the nest. Preacher, just feed me, and then, and then I want some more next Sunday. <laughs> I'm not willing to fly. God's saying you need to fly, you need to fly. You know what that mother will do? That mother will stir up that nest. We're told an eagle's nest is about 10 feet sometimes. These are humongous nests, and this mother eagle will put padding in the nest. But guess what happens, that little baby eaglet? When mama says it's time to fly to the nest, you've got to sprout them wings and fly like an eagle. That mama will start removing the pad little by little from that nest. And you know what happens? Those little sticks will stick in them little bottoms of those little bitty old eaglets. And that mama will stir up her nest, flutter over her young, spread her the broader wings, takes them. She bears them on her wings. Sometimes you need to be chucked out of the nest in order to learn to fly. 
It could be that God's allowing your nest, the padding out of your nest to be removed because the Lord's wanting you to learn to fly and trust God. He's wanting us to fly like an eagle and soar in the heavenly places. What's God doing in your life? And he's saying, child of God, you weren't meant to stay in this nest. You were meant to fly in the heavenly places. I believe the Lord is calling us, stirring up our nest, fluttering over her young. Fly like an eagle. Is there anybody today who says, you know what? I've been living like a turkey. Man, I've been around a bunch of turkeys. Hey, look, you don't have to live like a turkey. You don't have to let the winds of this world carry you down. God says, I'll bear you up on my wings. I'll make an air current to allow you to lift, lift you up, to bear you up along with me. Whatever you're going through now, I'll exchange my strength for your strength. Oh, bless the Lord. I need it, Lord, today. I need it, Lord, today. And then God says, I, I love you, but I'm going to stir up your nest. I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. I'm not willing that you should not uh, yield to me. Oh, no. But says I've got a great plan but the only way you're going to learn is to fly to fly to fly maybe there's somebody today that says God I want to spout some wings and fly above the storm like the eagle you've got a storm brewing all around you but you can stretch out them wings and say God I know that you're able to lift me above the storm what about it child of God what about it man of God what about it woman of God the last night of revival two of the deacons at Boynton Baptist Church Ron a dear godly man and Mark Shipley the chairman of the deacons he met me out in the parking lot he said brother pastor what can I do more to serve the Lord I want the God to have a difference Mark and Ron and one of the other men Tim came and met me at the altar said I want to rededicate my life to the Lord Ron one of these he's a Sunday school teacher and a godly man I've known Ron for several years he told me at the revival, he said, Brother Randy, I needed this revival. I've been busy with my business and been busy with this. But thank you, my brother, for sharing the word of God. We prayed together. Brother Keith, you know, his blood pressure was going up. We prayed for him as well. Hey, look, isn't it time to rededicate your life to the Lord? Isn't it time to get right with God? Isn't it time to say, Lord, I've been living like a turkey I want to soar I've been complaining I've been whining but God give me grace to sprout wings would you stand together all over the house of God